A big episode this morning. Two bedroom units outperform one bedroom unit. Fact. True. Not true. Myth. Stay tuned. Morning. Oh, crispy Billy. How are you? Do you know what, Mark? We've got him. So for all the off air listeners that can't see the behind the scenes, we've got a mirror just there. I would love to, because every time we go into our intro, I do a bit of a hair zhuzh. I'd love to come on with a whole new hairstyle one episode. Wow, wow, we were. Maybe we need a mirror there so you don't have to even step away. You can just like, just do it there. Yeah. Bit of gel, bit of hairspray. Bit of hairspray, there we go. But we yeah, are or maybe a permanent maybe a permanent person that just stands there and does hair and makeup before you go on air. Oh, we ha- we already have one of those. They hide in the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Guys and girls out there who are watching, um, I'd love to know your thoughts. A you've often it's often been a round table conversation where Uncle Uncle uh, Peter turns around and says, no, 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 you can't buy a one-bedroom. They don't do well in price. You've got to buy a two-bedroom. Uh, or or, uh, or he says, no, 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 you've got to buy a unit with a garage because that will always do better than a unit without a garage or a unit with a, with a balcony or without a balcony. What do you reckon about this? these myths? Is this Are these true? Are they valid? We're breaking myths this morning. Um yeah, it's a, it's a conversation to have. When you're looking to buy, particularly I think your first apartment or house, you're probably running all of these thoughts in your head thinking, do I hold off? Do I find one with a balcony or without a balcony? Is a car space good enough? Um, there's so many different options these days. Do I go new? Do I go old? There's so many options. And you get worried. I guess it's you get a little bit anxious about the whole thing because it's like, man, this is this this is like all of my life savings, and if I get this wrong, um, it's going to hurt. That's it. But do you want to do you want to tell the story of your two old work colleagues? Oh yeah, Hilton and Jeff. So uh, these are the old days back in uh, in Freshwater, and um, <clears throat> there was always this banter between us because um, you know always like heaps of banter because we're all smart asses, and it was um, one of them. They were both family guys. Both had both had newborn kids, couple of kids. Um, one bought in the best street in Freshwater called Brighton Street. And the other bought in Harbord Road, and it was a really interesting exercise for me because one bought in a really in the probably the best one of the best streets in Freshwater, and Harbord Road is probably the wor- one of the worst streets in Freshwater. It was busy with a lot of traffic. Um, now the price was different, obviously. They both bought old homes, and the banter in the office was, "You're going to cop it because you bought." in the worst street in freshwater and 
the guy who bought in the best streets naturally going to do a lot better. Um, but what was actually interesting as real estate agents in that suburb is watching what happened five, six, seven years later with the values. Yeah. Well, we, um, to finish the story, um, at the end of the stint where they'd been, both held the properties for what was it five, six years, Mark? Yeah, like looking, like we were, we worked together for about a five, six year period, and getting to the end of that period, yeah, it was interesting seeing the difference. Yeah, both sold up, and um, relative to what they put in, came out with the same sort of return. Yeah, so obviously the the good street sold for more, but percentage wise, it wasn't more. So the interesting thing was they performed in terms of one put in, they say if it was the performing of, I won't, I'll give you a round percentage of 10% a year, say the bad street performed 10% a year for five years. Well, guess what? The good street performed um, uh, 10% a year for five years. So they both, percentage-wise, they both performed equally. And that myth for me as a young real estate agent was pretty much smashed because I was like, Hang on a sec, aren't you always meant to, don't you always do better in a good street? Um, but, you know, it just goes to show that I guess there was a good street's got merits being a great street, it always does well. But a bad street was, was, in, was it was still entry level to a terrific suburb. So it let a lot more people had that amount of money for an entry level house than the, than the other amount of money. So in some weird way, percentage wise, they did the same. Isn't that the beauty of capital growth? Does not discriminate. It takes everyone with them. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Well said. But it's now the a, balcony myth. The balcony. Sorry, what myth. you going to say? No, no. That, moving on. Um, the balcony myth is a big one because we get it all the time. What are your thoughts on a balcony? I personally, because I've bought a unit that doesn't have a balcony, I'm not bothered. I'm personally not bothered. When you sell it? Well, that's for the um, for the market to decide. But it comes down to a little bit about livability as well. Um, for, for your first time, I think most people um, are probably going to move into that, you know, homeowner occupiers. And you want to make sure that you, you're comfortable in something that you've purchased if it's not purely for investment. Um, but it's, yeah, the balcony is, is always a big trade-off for some people. Some people won't even look at a rental property without a balcony. They almost feel like they need the outdoor yep. space. So renting-wise, do you reckon um, it's, and most importantly, I guess you can tie that back also to selling-wise, is a unit with no balcony going to outperform and oh guys i want to get this clear when i say outperform i mean percentage wise i mean dollar in two dollars out um it's always going to do better price wise because you paid more when you bought it you'll sell it for more when you sell it but i'm yep. talking about that percentage of, of it going up here so is is the unit without the balcony going to get punished uh less more or the same as a unit with a balcony from your experience, Billy? I think realistically, like the example, it's all going to go up 
reasonably the same. So with that capital growth, you look at the percentages across the suburb and you should see in line relative to the money that you put in. Once you make a calculation on that percentage of capital growth, that's what you'll get back out. And so I don't think you're really going to get punished for it. In some ways, it actually gives you an opportunity to get into the market earlier. And when you're in the market yeah. earlier, you capitalize on having time in the market and um, yeah. you know working with the with the capital growth, not trying to yeah. beat it by seeing if you can save a couple months longer and then get the balcony or save half a year longer and then I get a undercover car space instead of a car space. I'm trying to beat Absolutely. the market. How come your nose is so red this morning? Crispy, crispy dark. I was just looking in the camera whilst you were talking. <laughs> I told you I got a little bit burnt yesterday. It's a bit of a Sunday. I thought set. you meant when you said you were crispy yesterday. I thought you meant as in um, you know fresh, but you meant like nah, crispy. I'm burnt. Now I'm getting flustered. Look how red I am. Um, so <laughs> all I right, now for the ultimate. What happened? <laughs> I spent last week in um, lockdown, self isolation. So I really made up for it yesterday. I did all the things I should have done the week before in one day yesterday. And this is how I One of those including getting out there in the sun, getting out there. Yeah. Okay, now let's smash the myth on the two-bedroom versus one-bedroom. So this has always been very, very contentious with every family and all people. Uh, people just feel that a sense of awkwardness on the one-better they feel like they should push themselves to do the two better. They feel like the one bedroom is not going to perform percentage wise as good as the two bedroom unit in that suburb. It's a very, very common comment um, that you hear people uh, make. It's a very common question people mark, uh, ask, and it's a big, it's a lot of banter between family. Yeah. You should buy the two better. It's going to do better for you. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Again, I think it comes down to livability. That it's it's a hard comparison to make. Look, the the the, the two better is always going to be more convenient. You know, you can rent that bedroom out if, if you need. Um, you can rent the whole apartment out. It's uh, it's nice and desirable being a two better. But the real question is, you know, when you go to sell it. Are you going to get punished because you're a one better? Are you going to get heavily rewarded because you're a two bedroom? Or is it sort of same, same? So is percentage wise, is it going to be, you know, I've, I've put in 600 grand for a one bedroom. It's been 700 grand for a two bedroom. Are they going to go up the same percentage wise or are you going to get punished? I, this I is think, the myth. Yeah, if you find, if you look at the curve, I think you'll see everything going up relative to what you put in so should the should the smart investor say sort of forget about the bedrooms forget about balconies car spaces forget about it all leverage the debt that you can get your hands on and put it in the market what's your thoughts what on I've that? Done. it's exactly what i've done because the person with the I've most loved I I've loved them all equally, whether they were houses, one-betters, two-betters, 
whatever the profile, like little children, I've loved them equally. What it, you you told me as an was it as polish the turd, polish the turd, <laughs> <laughs> polish the turd. Um, all in all, in conclusion, yes, uh, I from experience 28 years of watching property whether it's a one bedroom or a two bedroom they perform percentage wise i dare to say equally one does not outperform the other or vice versa so when uncle pete tells you that you should buy the two bedroom because the one bedroom is not going to go up as much in value you tell him you watch novak morning minutes and that's bullshit. <laughs> and um, would you would you say get in as soon as you can? That's going to be your best friend. Oh yeah, it's and you know what? I think a lot of people's emotions are, at the moment are feeling like they're buying at the top of the market. You are, and uh, at the end of the day, it's not. It's time in the market. It's not timing. I-N-G, it's time in, I-N. So at the end of the day, if you buy at the top of the market, um, you, you go through the, the cycle, which may be seven or 10 years, and you sell again at the top of the market, you double. Yeah. So it's the time in the market. So don't freak out whether you're buying a one-bedroom unit or or if you're buying at the top of the market. And I could appreciate there's a lot of, it's your biggest movie ever, mate. There's a lot of, you know, angst. Uh, about the whole thing like you're just not sure but certainly today i hope that's helped people with that one and two bedroom thing or the no balcony and balcony thing or the no garage and car space thing don't stress get in get in just get, get clean get clean get it done don't get ubers don't get <laughs> ubers to work and back and buy lunch <laughs> don't be the um don't be normal extraordinary that's it all right that's a wrap anything else to add i'm gonna go get some aloe vera after this my nose is shining get some aloe vera on that nose rudolph and um have a great week have a cracker see you guys